No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to our verse-by-verse study of the book of 2 Samuel with the first part of a wonderful song David wrote after the Lord gave him victory over Saul and all his enemies. We hope you'll join us on Simply the Bible. Everyone likes a good love song. In 2 Samuel 22, David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, writes a love song to God. He was likely middle-aged at the time. After being anointed king as a shepherd boy and then being on the run from Saul for more than 10 years, David became king over Judah and reigned in Hebron for seven and a half years. Then he ruled over all Israel from Jerusalem. God gave him victory over the surrounding peoples, and it was probably sometime after that when David was at the pinnacle of his reign that he composed this song. He has a tone of righteousness and invincibility that was indicative of David's period of strength before he fell into the sin of adultery and murder. This song exalts the Lord who delivered David from every trouble and from all his enemies. We continue today in 2 Samuel chapter 22. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. David declares the Lord is my rock. This image of God being a rock goes back to Genesis 49:24, when Jacob was pronouncing his deathbed blessing over his sons and he came to his son Joseph. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. The metaphor continues throughout the Bible, finding its fulfillment in Christ as the chief cornerstone. A rock reminds us of strength, stability, and dependability. David adds to this other metaphors for God speaking of strength. My fortress my stronghold, and my refuge. Notice the repetition of the word my, how personal God was to David. Each of us is building our life upon something. What are you building your life upon? Is it stable and unchanging? Is it dependable? Will it stand the test of time? Or is it shifty? Jesus said in Matthew 7 that whoever hears his words and does what he says is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. 
That is one of the reasons why I even do this radio program is because I believe so strongly that we need the Word of God to build our house, our life upon. Now, David certainly built his life and ministry as king upon the rock. David also exalts the Lord by proclaiming his deliverance. In fact, deliver is a key word in this song. Speaking of the many times God rescued David out of dangerous and life-threatening situations. David says, My Savior, you saved me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Now, do you have this kind of relationship with the Lord where you can call upon him at any time and know that he will save you? Every child, when in trouble, instinctively calls out to his or her parent. It is proof of the relationship. And as children of God, we have the right and even the responsibility to call upon the name of the Lord whenever we are in trouble. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10.13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Certainly, that applies to being saved from sin, death, judgment, and hell. But it also applies to being saved from trouble, persecution, and discouragement. We need a Savior, and our Lord is ever ready to reach down and save those who call upon His name. Verse 5, When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol, that is the grave, surrounded me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. For at least ten years, David was on the run from Saul, living in the wilderness. He was in touch with nature. He experienced storms and floods and saw that in like manner his enemies came in like a storm or like a flood, unexpectedly and with great violence. David also had numerous brushes with death. Five times Saul tried to kill him, and David fought many battles where his enemies did everything they could to take him out. Those who are in such life-threatening situations somehow find the time to pray. As the saying goes, there are no foxhole atheists. But David's prayer life did not vanish when the battle was over. His prayer for deliverance morphed into thanksgiving and praise whenever God gave him the victory. David lived to praise the Lord. It is important that we call out to God in times of distress, but it's also important that we return to give him thanks and we praise him before others. That is how we glorify God through all our trials. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken. Because he was angry, smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness, canopies around him, dark waters, and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and he vanquished them. 
Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. What an awesome picture of God this is. David sees the Lord as being filled with wrath against his enemies and coming down from heaven with almighty power. God commands all nature to come to David's defense. Now, David had experienced many battles. Beginning with Goliath, God used David to bring about many victories against the enemies of Israel. Many people would have boasted in what they had accomplished, but David understood that the battle belonged to the Lord. It was God who gave him the victory. David was merely the humble servant executing God's sovereign will, so that it was then an easy thing for David to turn around and give God the glory for the victories. Verse 17, He sent from above, He took me, He drew me out of many waters, He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because He delighted in me. David knew that the Lord had chosen him and the Lord supported him. Now, early on in our ministry, we had only been in Boise for just a couple, two or three years. And we were going through some rocky times financially. That was difficult. But then there were some critical comments made to me from pastors. And I was just discouraged so discouraged, in fact, that I wondered, did I miss it? Did I miss God's will in coming here? And so I went to a pastor's conference and I just prayed the first night of the conference. I just poured my heart out to the Lord. God, I got to hear from you. Did, did I make a mistake in moving to Boise? Did you call me there or is this just my own whim? And I'll never forget the Lord directed me to John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And now that's like uh, 22 years ago. I can say the Lord has been very faithful to answer prayer, to prove in many ways that he did in fact choose us and has supported us all these years. David said that the Lord brought him out into a broad You know, there are many times when David was really between a rock and a hard place and he had nowhere to turn, but the Lord brought him out of that and into a broad place. God was enlarging David's heart because God was enlarging his ministry. He was going to be the king over all Israel. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me. And as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him. And I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyes. Now, David speaks here of his righteousness and integrity in such a way that It is really why I believe this must have been written before his sin with Bathsheba because he would not have been able to write these things after that. 
Now, at first glance, it may seem that David was boasting in his own righteousness, but is that really what was happening? You see, I believe David understood that his righteousness was, in fact, a gift from God. He could have really blown it several times, especially when he was on the run from Saul. Twice, God had delivered Saul into his hands, and he could have killed Saul, but instead, he had such a respect for the the anointing of God upon Saul that he wouldn't lay his hand against the Lord's anointed. It was the Lord who had kept him from sin, and he understood that. And I believe David was just giving the Lord glory for keeping him in that place of right standing with God and then rewarding him accordingly. What about us? Are we blameless? Well, in one sense, the Bible says there is no one righteous, no, not even one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we understand that we fall short. But more importantly, we who believe in Jesus Christ have been declared righteous. We are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that because the enemies greatest weapon, probably his most favorite weapon, is the weapon of condemnation. And yet we are told in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen, when your enemy comes against you, the devil, to accuse you, remember that your righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the breastplate of righteousness that covers your heart. Remember that and give God thanks for giving to you as a gift of his grace the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll present the second part of this uplifting song of deliverance written by David. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible